Hi there, I'm Father Patrick, and welcome to our podcast for College Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. If you take a look at the section on marriage in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, you might be surprised to see that there's an entire section that talks about virginity for the sake of the kingdom, that is, the kingdom of God, of course. In other words, why do some people offer up a life of virginity or celibacy for the love of God and the gospel? Now, many people might think of priests or religious people or people consecrated to God in a life of virginity like something that is opposed to marriage. However, that's not the case. Both marriage and consecrated life are somewhat related to each other, particularly in the final purpose or goal that they have, which is to be united to God and fulfill the purpose of life. The entire Christian life, from the moment of baptism, is a kind of covenant with God. And in that sense, it carries the aspect of a spousal relationship between God and the soul. Baptism itself in the Catholic tradition, has been sometimes called a nuptial bath, which prepares the person for the nuptial banquet of the Eucharist, or Holy Communion. And finally, if we persevere in the grace of God, we're taken to the eternal wedding feast that is heaven. So the whole Christian life has an aspect of a relationship between God and man, a sort of nuptial relationship, or a marriage, we could say. And this is how the sacrament of marriage itself, as St. Paul says to the Ephesians, chapter 5, becomes a sign of the love between Jesus and the Church. So it is good to remember that Jesus Christ, who is God, must be at the center of our life. The love of God and for Jesus Christ must be at the center of everything we do, even at the center of marital love and at the center of any relationship that we have. In this sense, the love of God must take precedence over any other love and must inspire any other love. Marriage itself shouldn't be enclosed or encapsulated, we could say, in itself. It must be inspired by the love for God and be directed to the love for God. So here comes the connection between marriage and consecrated life or consecrated virginity, whether it be as a priest or religious sister or consecrated person. While we are naturally called to a human spousal love, but because we are likewise called to love God above all things, God can call and indeed calls some people to a greater relationship with him in this world. He calls some men and women to love him unconditionally and with an undivided heart. This is what consecrated virginity means, that men or women who are naturally inclined to a spousal marital love and would like to be married and form a family are called to offer up that desire for a human love to dedicate themselves to love God entirely and follow him in anything that he may ask of them. It is indeed an offering of self, a sort of sacrifice or holocaust of oneself, but that is done at God's call, right? As a response to God's calling. As the Catechism uh, puts it in number 1618, 
from the very beginning of the church, there have been men and women who have renounced the great good of marriage to follow the Lamb, that is, Jesus Christ, wherever he goes, to be intent on the things of the Lord, to seek to please him, and to go out to meet the bridegroom, Jesus, who is coming. As our Lord himself said in the Gospel, some people renounce marriage and choose to be virgins for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And we can read that in St. Matthew chapter 19, verse 12. So the religious consecration to God, in a particular way, the, the vow of virginity, intends to elevate the heart of the religious from a love in this world to the love for God. In such a way that the goal of that human love, which is ultimately God, will be embraced directly, without intermediaries, and with an undivided heart. So it is the sacrifice of a great good, that is the good of marriage and the human love between spouses and for their children, a good that the person would like to embrace, for a greater love, that is the love for God. But there has to be a call to do this. And that is why not everyone follows this path. Because the person has to be given God's grace to be able to do that sacrifice and persevere in it. On the other hand, uh, this sacrifice frees the heart so that it is enabled to love God more perfectly. It doesn't mean that it will love God more perfectly necessarily, but that it's enabled to love God more perfectly. And indeed, uh, a consecrated person could be unfaithful to that call and that grace, something we wish will never happen. And this is why you and I must pray frequently and fervently for those priests, sisters, and consecrated women who have given up everything to follow Christ, so that they may be faithful to the end in such a sacrifice of themselves. Right? So, in a word, we're called to love God, and he gives us the grace to free us from any other human love so that we may do a sacrifice of self, a sacrifice of that love, in order to be enabled to love God more perfectly. As the Vatican Council says in a decree on religious life called Perfecte Caritatis, number 12, chastity for the sake of the kingdom of heaven frees the heart of man in a unique fashion so that it may be more inflamed with the love for God and for all men. It symbolizes in a singular way the heavenly realities, and it is the most suitable means by which religious dedicate themselves with an undivided heart to the service of God and the works of the apostolate. In this way, they recall to the minds of all the faithful that wonderful marriage in which the church takes Christ as her only spouse. So, both marriage and consecrated virginity come from Jesus Christ himself, and therefore, they are embraced according to his will. They are both very good, and both are a path to salvation and to holiness. So, it is important to learn to value the goodness of both states, that of marriage and that of virginity for the kingdom of heaven, because both things are inseparable and they reinforce each other. Now, St. Paul explains how while both states are good and blessed by God, 
the state of virginity for the kingdom of heaven is in itself more elevated or more conducive to the love of God because it frees the heart from all earthly loves and it enables it to love God more perfectly. And this is why he prefers virginity to marriage if one is free to do so and if one is called by God. And this is what he says in the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 7, verses 7 and 9. He, read, he says, I wish that all were as myself am, that is, a virgin, but each has his own special gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and to the widows, I say that it is well for them to remain single as I do, but if they cannot exercise self-control, then they should marry. And this is why the Second Vatican Council in the decree on priestly celibacy, called Optatam Totius, number 10, uh, writes, Those called to celibacy ought rightly to acknowledge the dignity of Christian matrimony, which is a sign of the love between Christ and the Church. Now, let them recognize, however, the surpassing excellence of virginity consecrated to Christ, so that with a maturely deliberate and generous choice, they may consecrate themselves to the Lord by a complete gift of body and soul. Up to there, the Vatican Council. And the Catechism, number 1620, quotes St. John Chrysostom, who says the following, Whoever denigrates marriage also diminishes the glory of virginity. Whoever praises marriage makes virginity more admirable and resplendent. What appears good only in comparison with evil would not be truly good. However, what is considered to be the most excellent among other goods, that indeed is something even better than what is admittedly to be good. And this he refers to the state of virginity and the state of married life. So if you want to read uh, more about consecrated virginity, I would encourage you to read two books. One is an encyclical by Pope Pius XII called Sacra Virginitas, or Sacred Virginity. And the other is a book called uh, And You Are Christ's by Father Thomas Dubay. And to make it easier for you, I will put a link in the description of this episode to both books. So let us finish this episode with a short prayer for those called to marriage, those called to consecrated life, and for those who are discerning their call. Lord Jesus Christ, grant holy marriages and holy families to your Catholic Church. Grant them the grace to be fruitful and faithful to their wedding vows and faithful to a life of embracing the gospel. Grant as well your grace and your love to all those called to a life of virginity that they may have you as their one treasure, that they may love you with an undivided heart, and that they may be visible signs in this world of the heavenly realities of the world to come. And finally, Lord, give those who are discerning their vocation the grace to have an open heart to your grace and the generosity to give themselves entirely to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. So thank you very much for sharing your time with me. If you like this episode, please share it with others. 
And also, if you can, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. May God bless you, and we will see you next time.